0: on seven o two It's now 15 minutes to two o'clock. And thank you for staying with us here on 702. As you know, we're de-risking our operations. And that's why this show comes to you from the Wanderers uh, Stadium. Um, And it's just beautiful to have the oval right in front of us every single day so far this week. Uh, On Wednesdays, before the Masterclass, we connect with Nikki Bush. She's a human potential and parenting expert to talk about how to win at life and work during COVID-19. And Nikki joins us now on the line. Nikki, we missed our conversation last week because we were centering the voices of children and giving them an opportunity to tell us how they feel about the lockdown and the re, uh, the phased reopening of schools. But I know that what's been on your mind is about this long haul, how we can prepare for the long haul. And uh, just it's a time for hanging in there. I certainly feel when I speak to people that uh, there's a a feeling that some areas of life are on the brink of absolute collapse.
1: It's a very interesting time, uh, as a — and yes, I did miss you last week, and I did listen to those uh, heart-rending messages. <laughs> they really were. But um, yes, thinking about today, I think we need to be tapping into grit and hope. I have actually been polling most of my audiences during my webinars, and yeah. what's been interesting has been to see the shift, and what we're seeing is that the shock and the numbness is down. And we've now gone through the six-week kind of period of sh- shock and numbness. This really mm. happened, you know. We actually really did lock down. Uh, yes. it, 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 it's, it's actually almost as if the event has taken place. And now we're in a situation where we're now going into the process of COVID-19. Remember when we spoke about the seven stages of adjustment and transition, we spoke about the fact that uh, a wedding is an event and a marriage is a process, just like lockdown has actually become the event. And now we're into the process. And that process is going to actually be a lot harder than lockdown. Mm. We're going to have to gird our loins for the long haul so while the shock is down the fear and anxiety in my audiences is up the overwhelm is also up but so is this and this is what's interesting the skills and competency is starting to go up the feeling of i'm feeling more confident and competent in the new skills that I have acquired in the past mm-hmm. six weeks that I've been using to do my job differently or to live mm-hmm. differently, and that's a really good sign. I am presenting to across the board to financial services companies, to schools, to staff in schools, and even the teachers are saying, we didn't know we even had this in us, to yeah come to the table to develop these skills to work differently? You know, have these things been lying around for all this time and and we haven't bothered (laughs) to use them? That's the question in business and in education. I mean, things like Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Google Hangouts have been around for a long time, but most of us didn't use what we had at hand and now because we have to you know necessity is mother of invention (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the the other thing that's interesting is that disengagement in the workplace is down it's not up and we've been talking for a long time about how 80 to 90 percent of the workforce is disengaged I'm actually finding people are actually quite on purpose because there's that fear I might lose my job Um, You know, so people are very more engaged at the moment, which I think is quite interesting. And in some areas... Let's
0: let's put that out there. I think let's put that out there because, as you say, there has been the shift of emotions. Are you able to see where you are versus where you were three, four weeks ago? Um, And, you know, if you cast your mind back to the last... 62, right? 62 days, you know, parts of uh, the 62 day lockdown where you were versus where you are now. Are you able to relate to what Nikki's saying about uh, the shock and the numbness almost being uh, behind us and now we are in a new place where we're feeling a little bit more empowered with these new skills settling into this new reality. So do give us a call and just the level of engagement with your work. Um, And uh, Nikki, it's interesting that you say that it's due to the fact that there is a threat to to our jobs and mm. that has brought about a certain level of alertness interest keenness to yes. now perform in in this position that we have
1: and it, and and something very interesting because I'm speaking to a lot of human resources executives uh, yeah. and and we're talking about how this is probably a period in history where we're going to start Seeing the human resources playbook being rewritten for the first time in many, many, many decades. And Mm -hmm. the shift is actually towards personal empowerment. For so long, employees have looked to human resources to motivate them, to help them drive their career success. But actually, I think the shift is going to be that we are going to discover that we are all responsible for our own journey. And that is a good thing. That's a really good thing. And I want to quote something from uh, Colin Hall, who uh, was the chairman and uh, CEO of WorldTrue for many, many years. And we had Mm -hmm. a conversation recently about this rewriting of the Human Resources Label. And he's talking about human energy, not human resources. And he uses the concept of a battery. Every human being has a battery. And who's responsible for making your battery, um, you know, charged? it's actually you mm-hmm. there's only one person who can charge your battery and it's you so it really is about a, a conscious about consciously creating something different and something new consciously trying new things new tools new ways of doing things and this is both exhausting and innovating all at the same time <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and that's the exhaust i'm glad you mentioned that exhaustion because uh, thing, as we're learning something new and as you say now that we're responsible so it's definitely, there's a lot of heat that we're generating yes. just from the sheer effort that's required to do all of these new things and it is bloody exhausting. Yes. One well, person not- mentioned, one person that yeah. I saw in a, in giving a talk in fact did a graph as well about where our emotions might be at different times, you know, that we yeah. had a honeymoon period where we thought oh yeah, the lockdown's going to give me a chance to rest and whatever <laughs> and then you know the dip with the numbness and the shock and so on uh, and they said they they looked or they characterized I think probably this period you're describing as well past the numb and the shock as reconstruction that there is then this increase in energy as we start to see that we have to get ready and
1: fit for this long Mm. haul Mm. Yes, well, I think the reconstruction will come. I think okay. right now we feel like we're standing at the bottom of a mountain and we're looking mm. up and we're going, oh, my goodness. In fact, I just got a to, to go and someone and they, they said, isn't it all so intense at the moment? It's so intense. <laughs> you know, that was the word. <laughs> and, and what we have to do, I think, and here's a, here's a couple of things that I'm certainly doing and I think are helpful to people. Um, mm-hmm. When you're at the beginning of a quest, of a journey, of a, at the bottom of a mountain, you've got to gird your loins for this journey. And and we have to also bear in mind that during this period of shock and numbness, our confidence has taken a massive knock. And I can relate to this from when I lost my husband. My mm-hmm. My confidence took a huge knock for a very, very long time because the way... You knew how to do things has changed. You've been yeah. challenged. So I find myself now doing something that I did for months and months and months after my husband's death, finding music that would actually help me charge my battery to galvanize mm. me into action. So I have, I'm finding anthems at the moment. And if I could just share that if you go to YouTube and just type in Vangelis, um, you know, he did The Conquest of Paradise, Chariots of Fire, loads right. and loads of very stirring movie themes. Now, for me, that mm. works. So I don't know what will work for our listeners, but there's a start of find something that you can play while you're doing your makeup in the morning or your hair in the morning or whatever it is that will get your head into the right space. And mm-hmm. then we cannot do this alone. We have to find and create groups to bolster us. Uh, you know, whether it's your book club group, and I've got a very active book club group, and everyone is scrambling at the moment to reinvent themselves and, and sharing what they're doing. And I'm part of mastermind groups with fellow speakers and colleagues. And find yourself a buddy. Uh, I've got one particular buddy, and we connect at like 10, 11 at night, because she's up because she's got a teething baby.
2: <laughs> and we're
1: sending notes. You know what went right today? What did we learn today? What could we do better today? And just having somebody to talk to who's on a similar journey to you can help enormously. Just that camaraderie, um, very, well, very we well,
0: well, check check out the rest of that list, and did you have? I'm sure it's on your website. Uh, we'll share those details in a minute. But let's go to Mandy calling us from Santin. Hi, Mandy.
2: Hi, I'm a clinical psychologist from Santon and I love the way you've explained that this is a process that we've been going through, like a grieving process, that so we use that, that shock and denial. We were mm-hmm. all kind of just trying to make sense of things, and, and and now we're starting to react to it, but I think my concern that I'm seeing with my patients now is this trying to make sense. They look at the statistics, and they think, but hang on a second, we're not like so-and-so, we're not like this country, and and, you know, I, I had cancer a few years ago, and I'm, I remember also trying to make sense of it. And the trauma came afterwards where people would say, but maybe you were only stage two. You didn't need to go through chemo and mastectomy and all of this. And suddenly mm-hmm. everything I had done and fought for for six months, suddenly people were saying, you know, but you didn't have to do it. And um, right. I'm, I'm dealing with people now who are saying, but suddenly we can go to church. Suddenly we can do all of this. So why were we locked down for so long? What, what is going on? So they they're mm-hmm. grappling now to make sense of something.
0: Right, right. Oh, Nikki, a great compliment to you as you've outlined it. Mandy, thank you so much for your call and sharing your story um, and just how we process the shocks in our lives, you know, those moments when everything is just in upheaval. So uh, you, you do have a list of a, 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 um, a list of what we can do, of course, to help us to hang in there and just to continue to persevere.
1: Yes, and I think, you know, to end off is really just to say, um, with regard to hope, um, Mm -hmm. and this is a, a little bit of a quote from Angela Duckworth's book on grit. and and perseverance. Grits depends on a different kind of hope. Not hoping someone else is going to come in and rescue us. And what our our caller was talking about, you know, we that's being so dependent on outside circumstances. We've got to accept those at the moment and say, well what can we do? So hope rests on the expectation that our own efforts can improve our future. I have Mm -hmm. a feeling tomorrow will be better is different from I resolve to make tomorrow better. The hope ah. that gritty people the hope that gritty people has nothing to do with luck. The, sorry, the hope that gritty people have has Thank nothing you. to do with luck and everything to do with getting the up intention. again.
2: So regardless Absolutely.
1: of what the government's saying and yes we could have done this and we could have done that, we are where we are and to hope for what we wish for and not deal with what we have is also counterproductive. So fantastic. I'm looking at you your blog what did you title you it?
0: What did Sorry? you title this one?
1: Oh, um what the blog? I need to go and put it up. I haven't put it up ah. yet. So um <laughs> okay. I will I will I will talk I will entitle it Hope and Grit. Okay. All right. Fantastic I'm looking forward to it.
0: Looking forward to it. I think a lot of us are going to need that insight. And I just love the distinction that she makes there with about hoping for tomorrow. Instead, placing your intention uh, in making tomorrow better.